0: I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. This morning, we take a break from the traditional readings of the ninth week of Pentecost, and we celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord. Today, we are invited to a feast day with a mountaintop experience. We are invited to stand with Peter, James, and John to witness a profound revelation of God's glory and majesty in the transformed appearance of Christ. But what is transfiguration? Is it a change? Is it a metamorphosis? We recognize the Greek word metamorphosis, which means to change shape or to move from having one image to another, because the process I'm sure many of us learned in grade school, the metamorphosis of a caterpillar into a butterfly. Transfigure, however, is not a word often used in conversation. We certainly might use transform, transformation, alter, or even change, but certainly not transfigure. However, this word with its Latin roots, transfiguration, seems to be most associated with a spiritual experience. A change in spirit marked specifically on this occasion occasion, and recounted in Luke's Gospel, as well as the other two synoptic Gospels of Matthew and Mark. While some of the details vary, the meat of the story remains the same. But there is an interesting question we are left with today in this transfiguration. Who is it that's really being changed in this story? Jesus is the one who appears to be changed. Luke writes, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. I believe truthfully that Jesus only looks different to his disciples. It is Peter, John, and James who are really transfigured, Because their eyes have now been opened to see Jesus as he really is, clothed in light and revealed as the son of God. And the disciples lives are changed here, too, after this experience of God's presence, because before I believe they thought they were following a remarkable teacher. And they now know that their lives are being woven into God's plan for the transfiguration of the world. Luke's recount of this story is the only one that highlights the disciples' sleepiness, and they're coming to at the blinding revelation of Jesus' glory, flanked by the two Old Testament figures of Moses and Elijah. When the disciples are roused by the series of dreamlike events, their spiritual senses are heightened. Drowsy eyed Peter, James, and John are witness to a strange and glorious, beautiful scene that its viewing will surely. Alter their lives. And that, of course, is the point. When we encounter Jesus, our lives will be altered. Through this vision, the disciples are transformed, themselves transfigured, as they truly understand the undeniable reality of who Jesus is. It's as if these three disciples are given the solution to the code that solves the divine's unsolvable mystery. They see Jesus transfigured and not only do they see him in the context of the law and the prophets they fully understand the concepts of deliverance and promise that have sustained God's people for generations what experience in your life frame the what experiences in your life frame the way you see and understand the world Much of what we experience in the world is fixed by circumstances beyond our control. Who our parents are, where we're from, the language we speak. But sometimes we have moments of clarity which allow us to see the world in a new light from a bird's eye view. These are moments when it seems we can see beyond ourselves and our limitations into the true heart of reality. When you have this kind of experience... You can be fairly certain it's because you have been in the presence of God. Transfiguration is the natural byproduct of being in God's presence. Jesus took his disciples on the mountain, up on the mountain, because he knew he would find God there. The same is true for Moses in the reading from Exodus God is found on the mountaintop where your vision is clearer, far more more reaching, and all the noise of everyday life subsides. Like Peter, John, and James, God is calling all of us to climb the mountain. In fact, the Transfiguration story has much to tell us about prayer, spiritual retreat, and refreshment. Both the reading from Exodus and the reading from Luke occur in the context of prayer. Moses, as well as Jesus, have been hard at work leading and teaching their people. Tired, they leave their work behind and go up to a high mountain to be alone with God. They separate themselves from the people and go on a spiritual retreat. And we cannot forget this fact in the midst of our busy lives. Retreat, refreshment, and prayer are nourishing for our soul, and we cannot neglect these things. But we must be reminded that as easy as it is to find God on the mountaintop, we know that that is not the only place God can be found. I suspect that most of us came to church this morning hoping to find something of God here. Sages, visionaries, and poets Help us attest to the ability to see and to feel a closeness with God in the natural world with their descriptions of the shining of the stars, the waves crashing on the beach, or the wind wrestling in the trees. Personally, when I'm lost, lonely, or wondering what's next, I know I can find a church to pray in, a mountain to climb, or an ocean shore to walk beside, because I know I've experienced God in those places. I challenge you this morning to remember those places you have felt God's presence and go there again and seek them. The thing about climbing a mountain, of course, especially when we've had a spiritual moment, is that there's always a temptation to camp out and stay at the top of the mountain. To use this sacred place and space as a way to hide and shield ourselves from the problems of the world. Peter even gives in to this temptation when he asks Jesus if they can build dwellings on top of the mountain and just bask in God's glorious presence forever. Content, but far removed from all the trouble brewing down on the ground below. The answer here is unfortunately No. God needs us to come down from the mountain and to go out into the world, all the while taking in as much of God as we can muster within our finite form. We do often get lost in the idea of mountaintop encounters with God, but I will argue that it isn't only in those beautiful and set-apart places that we find God. If we only have eyes to see The whole world is filled with the glory of God. John Nefcy, in his book, A Sacred Voice Is Calling, argues that eventually we have to go where we know God is. And he writes that the most important place that we can hear God's voice is in the cry of the poor. Because we know that God is always alive in the struggle for justice. We know that God lives among the marginalized. That God fights for the poor and upholds the weak. This is another place to seek God's presence and to hear God's voice in the stories that we they tell. And from this listening, we learn how to best share God's love with one another and see unity where we thought there was division. We can take heart that it is in these same cracks of our own humanity, in those places that feel most alienated from our lives, we experience, or from the God we profess, that God's glory still shines. The sweetness of the transfiguration is that we are invited into a scene that exemplifies the collision of heaven and earth, when Jesus Christ at its core. Each of us is invited to look upon God's glory to see for ourselves that there is the possibility for dramatic change at the hands of the divine. Transfiguration is a lot to take in when you're out of breath after climbing up that mountaintop. It's really a lot to wrap our hearts and minds around just at any time, really. But I implore you this week, Take some time to sit with the transfiguration and its richness and its complexity. Mull over its symbolism and its strangeness. Bask in the glory that shines brightly from the lines of the narrative. And take heart that God's timeless glory that illuminated Jesus's face still shines in the world and in our hearts today even in the throes of exhaustion, of the confusion, and the division. Amen.